everybody. Welcome back or welcome to the Jappy Jaws podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, the jappiest of some, if not of them all, Lindsay Moraskin with yet another episode of the Jappy Jaws podcast. Today is extremely thirsty. Today is more of a holy thirsty, I guess. It is 11-11. And how ironic and how great is it that today, out of all days, it's 11-11. My episode drops at 11. That has to stand for something good, right? I believe in the power of manifesting and today is such a great day for anyone to manifest. So do whatever you have to do. Get your journal, get your notes app out and write whatever you want to put into the world. I'm no expert, but I truly do believe in the power of manifesting and speaking into the universe with positive and good intent. So I hope all of you are manifesting and claiming and that whatever you wish or are hoping or are claiming to come your way does come true. So happy 11-11, everyone. I know I definitely have been feeling the motions, but you know what? I do know that there's always a brighter side to a difficult outcome, I guess, is the proper terminology. I don't know. I'm out of all wacky sorts today. But before we go on, make sure you're following us, aka myself, on Instagram at JappyJaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal account at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A, as well as making sure that you are staying subscribed, reviewing, rating, liking, and pushing that notification bell on on whatever streaming platform you're listening to me from. Apple, Spotify, you name it, I'm on it, so that you get notified every single time I upload a brand new spanking episode of Jappy Jaws. You guys, I really, like I said before, I'm feeling out of sorts, and I'll tell you why. I had mentioned this on the Instagram stories, so make sure that you're following along there, that um, I have a lot of construction going on in my house. My parents, I believe, are going through some sort of quarter-life, midlife crisis, considering I'm getting older. My sister just got accepted to college. Shout out to my sister Sloan, who just got her first acceptance to college this past week to Penn State. We are proud of you. Like I was saying, my parents are going through some sort of crisis and have decided to redo our entire house. Everything has happened kind of slowly. Like we've done our kitchen before. We've done our family room, but we had a little bit of a leak and then we had to obviously replace the floor and clean that up. But now my parents are going into overdrive. We're getting new artwork. My house is already a fucking art gallery to begin with, but we're putting up more stuff as if we have the space for it. We're painting. We're getting a whole new downstairs bathroom. And for any of my friends listening, you know how much of a hot commodity my downstairs bathroom is. I had a blue toilet from like the 1970s or some shit like that. My parents are getting rid of it. I'm all sorts of discombobulated. And tonight my mom decides to hit me with at like seven o'clock. Oh, you can't shower for eight hours because I had to do something to the cesspool. Well, if I had known that that was going to happen, I would have showered earlier. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why, because I think it's like such a nice time of evening. But my favorite part of my day is when I can shower at night and I get like my thoughts out. I could just chill and breathe and I can't shower. So I'm feeling really discombobulated. So just bear with me. I hope that I can shower bright and early tomorrow morning. I'm going to take two showers tomorrow in spite of my mother not telling me that. I love her, but I would have showered on my lunch break. Sorry, I had to get that all out there. But you guys, I feel like it's been a minute since I've actually like recorded in the dungeon, aka my basement. It's been a little bit, but honestly, it feels natural. It feels nice to be back. You guys are in for such a treat today with Kennedy Urick. Before we dive into that, I have a few things I want to touch on. Now, I definitely feel as if the fall time, seasonal depression, it's that time of year. And everyone gets in their head about whatever it may be, relationships, friendships, themselves, anything in their life. And the other night, I was actually having a conversation with one of my best friends, and he was telling me about a saying that his dad always tells him and that I really need to get through my thick, 
thick skull. And that saying is paralysis over analysis. And the direct definition of this phrase from Wikipedia says, this describes an individual or group process when overanalyzing or overthinking a situation can cause forward motion or decision-making to become paralyzed, meaning that no solution or course of action is decided upon. A situation may be deemed too complicated and a decision is never made due to the fear that a potentially larger problem may arise. A person may desire a perfect solution but may fear making a decision that could result in error while on the way to a better solution. Equally, a person may hold that a superior solution is a short step away and stall in its endless pursuit with no concept of diminishing returns. On the opposite end of the time spectrum is the phrase extinct by instinct, which is making a fatal decision based on hasty judgment or a gut reaction. Analysis paralysis is when the fear of either making an error or foregoing a superior solution outweighs the realistic expectation or potential value of success in a decision made in a timely manner. Now, I know that was a lot to group and take in, but I could not believe that I never had heard that saying before till my friend told me about it. I feel as if paralysis over analysis has definitely been such a common theme in 20-something-year-olds' lives. We're all always so in our heads about making a decision that sometimes we find it hard to speak up or make something happen and turn our dreams into a reality. We're holding our own selves back rather than something else in time or the universe does. And I definitely feel as if I was doing that, especially my, like, love life, my friendships. I feel as if like I'm always searching and looking for an answer. And I think a lot of us are like that for a problem that I could definitely solve on my own. And I think that's like a reassurance thing. We talked about that last week with the Mostly Balanced podcast. I definitely think that now is the time to either get yourself out of that habit of overthinking and paralyzing your own analysis and trusting your judgment and trusting your gut in certain situations. I know the moment that I really devote myself to doing that, I'm going to see a world of difference. And I feel like every day you overcome something new and you add that into your everyday life. But I really do think it's something that people need to take into consideration more in their mental and self-care journeys. Like I truly do believe that that saying should be emphasized more. And I really wanted to share it with you all today. I would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts on the phrase paralysis over analysis. Let me know in my DMs. But before I go on, because we haven't done a Bachelorette update in a little bit, the holiday season is right around the corner. And I wanted to remind you guys of two very special small businesses that mean absolutely the world and more to me. If you know me, you know I love myself a night out getting rough and rowdy off of some Casamigos, some Mezcal. Really does fuel my soul. What better way to pregame an episode than with the pregame game? Drinking and hanging out with your friends while pregaming and podcasting sometimes is even more fun than an actual night out. One of the many things I love to do while pregaming is playing drinking games. After a while, I really got sick of beer pong and flip cup. So I have a new solution, an amazing game that has now been a staple in my pregame pre-podcast ritual, the pregame game. This is not a normal card game with multiple decks to choose from, like their Back to School deck, Bachelorette deck, My Shore People, a Belmar deck, and their original deck, which is a personal favorite of mine. I would not walk. I would not run. I would sprint to grab yourself and your friends a deck. Seriously, such a great stocking stuffer, such a great night of Hanukkah gift, such a great secret Santa gift, and you can purchase it at thepregamegames.com and on Instagram at pregame underscore games, all linked in the episode description below, as well as my link tree in my Instagram bio. They have other merch like apparel, shot glasses, and so much more, so be sure to check it all out. You can use code JJ10 for 10% off your order. Don't be boring grab a deck. Now, if you want to make that stocking stuffer, that secret Santa, Hanukkah gift, 
even more special during the holiday season, then head on over to my good friend Sam Schustek's small business, Sam by Sam. Sam and I got connected a year ago, and I am still just as obsessed with all of her freaking stuff. She creates one-of-a-kind tie-dye pieces, but every week continuously blogs and updates Long Islanders on the small businesses in Nassau and Suffolk County, and since her start has been able to expand in other areas as well, making it easier for everyone all and around to find what we're looking for in one convenient spot. If you go on over to her site, which is attached to this episode as well, and go to my Instagram, you'll not only be able to read about my podcast journey in one of her blogs, but you'll also be able to read about so many other small business journeys, as well as purchasing unique tie-dye apparel and hats with the cutest little patches on them. Now it's beanie season and we all know Lindsay loves beanie season. You can purchase beanies, trucker hats, bleach tie-dye sweatshirts, anything you could imagine. And obviously if you use my code, you will save 10% off your order. Make sure you go and give her a follow and let me know how your stocking stuffer Hanukkah gift, Secret Santa gift goes with all of your friends. Obviously we got to talk about Bachelorette because... I just don't know how to fathom this season just yet. I was talking about it with a few people. The episodes for me personally, I kind of get a little lost in, especially in group dates. I feel as if for some reason, it's just a lot harder to follow for no reason. I think that the way that the producer set it up, I don't think it's a Michelle thing and I don't think it's a guy's thing. I just think that every little thing that they're doing behind the camera is fabricating what we're seeing on our screens. And I'm not saying that she's not going to find love. I hope she does. I hope that these guys are genuine. It's just, it's not ironic. It It's literally in your face that this is meaning to be set up the way it is. Her one-on-one date with Rick. How do you just magically find a wish box that they both relate something to? Like, it was very nice to watch Rick open up and get vulnerable because I do think he really, really, really feels so deeply for Michelle and he's one of the very few that I think has expressed it overly. But at the same time, like, you're on a reality television show. The producers and everybody behind the scenes knows what they're doing. I just think every little thing is fabricated. I think Martin bringing up the Jamie situation the day after, especially like defending one of his boys, which is something that all fucking guys do. It's always ride or die for the guys. And I mean, girls do that too, but it's just a different caliber with men. I don't know. She went from not liking him and not being able to trust his word to liking what he was saying and liking his word. Maybe it's a swagger thing. I don't know. I just had a very hard time following it. But what I really truly could not wrap my head around is the fact that on the group date, which low-key, I would love that group date. I think a slumber party themed party is such a great idea. I don't like sleepovers. I don't know. I would like to go to a party where it's like the idea and then you can like go home after, I guess. It boggled my mind that literally none of the men were giving her the time of day. And she was just like, oh, Clayton, come here. Oh, Brandon, why don't you come help me? Like, it made no sense. Like, yes, you're having fun. You're with the boys. Da, 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 da. Shut the fuck up. You're not here to be with the boys. Like, yes, the bromances that Bachelor Nation has formed, really, I idolize, like, Greg Rippo and Andrew S., Ivan and Damar. Like, I think the relationships that people have made off of the franchise is amazing. That's for after the show. It's not while you're on the show, you should be able to you know, talk to Michelle. Oh, what do you like to do at a slumber party? And the fact that the Bella twins were there, I mean, I love them, but they didn't even speak. So I don't know. I thought it was like a waste of time, but I'm glad that she was able to clear everything up at the dinner party, cocktail party, dinner party. Who knows what it's even fucking called anymore. And I'm glad that they all were able to get a little bit more emotional. I really felt like deeply when Olu was talking about his sisters and not feeling seen and that he would never want a woman, especially if it was like one of his sisters, to feel the way that Michelle was feeling. So I guess it ended on a better note that day. But then back to the fabrication of this fucking show, 
Chris S. and the way he was, I don't even know what he was feeling or trying to get across. Like, he was trying to be Michelle's knight in shining armor when there was no reason to be a knight in shining armor. Like, everything was fine. We have not yet had a cocktail party where it's been a little successful. Yeah, the drama keeps it interesting, but I literally, I was like, this is a waste of time to watch it. And he literally looked like a dweeb. And obviously the only reason he was staying is because the producers are telling Michelle that because look at the way she fucking curved that kiss. Like you can't make that shit up. So I'm curious to see how next week goes, especially because they're going back to Minnesota. I don't know how that type of hometown is going to go. Like, are they going to meet the parents? Are they going to meet any of her friends from home? Any of her students, her coworkers? I think that's kind of interesting. And I'm looking forward to seeing how all that shit goes down and what the rest of the season is going to look like and where else they're going to travel because we haven't traveled in a year because of COVID. I'm curious to know where the next stop after Minnesota is. I was actually talking about this with someone the other day about how much I love this franchise. And even though it stresses me out to the max, it's just so enjoyable. And I think it's such a, when you're at home watching with friends or family and you get to kick back, relax, it's such a way to bond. And I think it's such an interesting process, like talking to Damar about it and talking to so many people that have been able to talk to other people that have come out of the franchise. I think it's just a very interesting way of looking at reality television because it's not like it's a keeping up with the Kardashians. It's truly a reality competition show that's not made out to be a competition. So I think it's it's something very strange, but Mike Fleiss is just quite that genius. I, I have no other words but genius. Speaking of genius, I feel like I said that one too many times, but what I want you guys to prepare for is something that we did not do last week. And I am very, very, very apologetic for that. What we did not do was implement my one, my only, Drinking game alert. So for those of you that need the refresher because a week is just so long, whenever me or my guest, my guest or I, mention a word, a topic, or a phrase, I am going to encourage you to take a nice little gentle sip of whatever you have. If you have tequila, like I always recommend, have a nice little shot of mezcal, actually, not Cosmicos. I've been having a lot of mezcal cocktails and I've been loving it. If you're under the age of 21, however, sparkling water, like a nice little flavored water or something. But if you're driving at the gym or just hanging around, coffee, water, Red Bull will suffice. But whenever you hear me or Ken mention the topic of being a small town girl, take a nice sip of whatever you have. I am so excited for you guys to hear what me and Kennedy got to chat about. Let me tell you something. There are very few people that I've gotten to talk to, not just on the podcast, but in general from passing or whatever, that are exactly who they are on the internet. And she is truly the epitome of you get what you see. She is not only so funny, she has such great energy. She is probably one of the most humble people I've ever met. She's so self-aware. She's so in tune with her platform, what she's capable of. And I don't think she ever will really realize the impact she has on people's lives, but she truly is going to change the world with or without TikTok. I think her come up is so inspiring and I truly felt so empowered by her, but I will let her speak for herself. So without further ado, Miss Kennedy Yurick shall take it away. I am currently with everybody's favorite internet best friend, the most energetic person I've ever met. And quite literally, I feel like she's everyone's best friends. I am with the one, the only Ken Yurick. How are you? I'm good. I always love when I get these like big intros. It always make me feel so good about myself. Like I leave with the head. As you like, should. <laughs> Somebody needs to humble me. After I do this and they get that intro, I'm like, damn, am I more important than I think I am? Am I better than everyone? Like, <laughs> um, yes. The answer is yes. I'm glad you said that. But before we get into like your whole personality, because you are truly a hoot and a half and I aspire to have that 
like <laughs> level of energy that you have on a day-to-day basis. Tell everyone where you're from, what you do and how you got your start into social media. So I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And by that, I mean, like I'm from the middle of nowhere, 35 minutes out of the city. It's just so much easier to say like, oh, I'm from Pittsburgh um, because people kind of like know where that is on a map. Right. I started social media back in 2020, like crime pandemic. I kind of just started, like I realized really quick into my social media career, if that's what you want to call it, that like I was doing the trends, the lip syncs. That was like my first moment when I realized I wasn't as pretty as I thought I was. I thought I was going to TikTok, do a couple lip syncs and like the world was you know I had them wrapped around my finger absolutely right. not. that's when I realized that uh, my personality speaks more than my face ever well and when I started like you know doing more like personality based TikToks like rants or responding back to hate comments like things like that is when I realized like that's where my success and that's where I was like meant to be and I love that you said that because I have recently ran into that issue I'm like why can't I do that thing like, you know how there's some girls on TikTok they'll do the lip syncs and like they'll yep. make a caption and they'll be like trying to sexy touching their boob and like doing the thing I'm like when I try to do that I'm like I'm thinking of their face in my head I'm like me too you look like you're taking a fat shit every single time after I take the videos like I'll try to like do like the like no, never do that again never do no. that again Absolutely not. But I love that you said is like you base it off your personality. So there is really no sugarcoating who you are. And you truly are a Leo through and through. (laughs) Yes. I was like thinking about this whenever I was reading everything. And it was like, oh, you know, have you always known definition of Leo? Like, did you know this is like who you were? And I just got kind of gone to astrology probably like three, four years ago. What's wait, what's your sign? I'm a Capricorn, but I'm a rising Leo. Oh, I love a Capricorn. My, oh, one hey. of my best friends Capricorn and she's crazy. So I already know you're a good, <laughs> like, like in typical Leo fashion. I'm like, right. yeah, I'm into astrology. And by that, I mean, like, I only know about Leos. Like I don't know anything about anybody else's astrological sign. I'm like, I'm a Leo and that's all I need to know. That's all you need to know. And then I remember like looking up when I first started getting into it, like reading the definitions and you know, how they think that you are supposed to be if you're a Leo. And I was like, damn, this star shit is real. At the time I was dating this guy and he was an Aries. We were going through and looking at compatibility and he's like someone who's like, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. And I'm like, shut up, shut you're up. Bullshit. You're, yeah, you're full of shit. Like, this is for real. Like, this is, I know for a fact. And we're like reading into the compatibility, doing the whole shebang. This is like right at the beginning of our relationship. Well, it, I remember being just like absolutely floored because at the time I worked at a coffee shop and the website that we were using, and I would always beg this man to come visit me at work. And I was like, dude, we can just chill out, drink coffee, like do our thing. And he's like, was someone who was very like, no, like I need to be doing something productive. Like just sitting at a coffee shop to me is like stupid. Like I'm not wasting my time doing that. So I remember when when I was doing this, it literally brought up the example of like people who are Leos are like, okay, let's just chilling at a coffee shop. But an Aries, like they're not compatible in the way of Aries always want to be going and doing something. I'm like, wow, this kind of, this is like serious. This is like almost too accurate. So with being a Leo and being as open as you are on the internet and everything, does that correlate into your personal life, like dating life, everything like that? Do you think it scares people? Oh, 100%. I think I'm like the most terrifying person you could probably be around because I'm so myself 24 seven. And I think like when I meet new people, it's like always a shock that they're like, this girl like doesn't hold back. Like I, <laughs> I feel like every first date that I go on low key, it is kind of like people being scared of me because I'm the one who like takes the conversation and I'm like, we're going to have a conversation whether you like that. I mean, I think it's better to be like that because I also feel like when people do meet you in person, I mean, we've only met virtually, but when people do meet you in person, they're like, she truly is the same person that you see on your for you page. I get that all the time. Like after people meet me, they're like, I'm kind of weirded out that you are exactly how I thought you would be. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, are a lot of people like not who they 
act like they are online. <laughs> so when it comes to dating and first dates, do you ever, especially since your TikTok fame has kind of come up, do you ever get a little nervous that like people are only doing it for the TikTok fame or they're only doing to be like, oh, I went out with Ken. Or do you think that they're like, oh, I hope she doesn't talk about me on her TikTok. Uh, honestly, I feel like it's like a mix of things. I feel like for the most part, men really aren't like my main demographic. So I'm not too worried. I feel like when I meet men, a lot of the time, they don't even know about my TikTok unless it's people around them that kind of tell them. Like right. I went out with this, this kid and his roommate knew about my TikTok. And that's where I was like, oh no, here we go. Cause like, I, I don't like to tell people what I do. I'm like, I do social media marketing. And they're like, for who? I'm like, oh, uh, for myself. myself. It's my own company. I like never want to tell people what I do. Cause I feel like it's just kind of weird. And I don't want to, I think if anything, I scare people off. I think the last thing people think is like, oh, we're going to get like TikTok clout. I think they're going to be like, she's crazy. And I'm scared of her. Like I wouldn't cross her if my life depended on it. In the back of my mind, if I had that, you know, like stamina behind me, I would think of that as more of a superpower than like a downfall because at the end of the day, it puts like the ball in your court every single time. No, absolutely. And I think too, one thing that I've realized now that I've been, you know, kind of recently single is I feel like men are kind of scared of women who like know what they want and are mm -hmm. maybe have the upper hand, especially at this age. It's such a weird age that I feel like I'm super established in a way. Like I'm making more money than my parents at this point. It's a weird phase to be in in my life to be only 21 mm -hmm. be able to have like all the financial gain in the world and to be able to do what I want and not, I mean not in the world I'm like not a millionaire yet, but you know what I mean like for, for yes. my western PA like I'm doing I'm doing very well so it's kind of weird like whenever I'm dating all these boys in college and they like I was when I was dating my ex-boyfriend it was like fighting about him going to frat parties I was like what I'm in New York Fashion Week fighting with you about going to a frat party right now like this is a waste of time Yes, yeah, absolutely. So in weird ways, like in that perspective, I feel like I'm always like lost when it comes to dating because I don't know, it, it's just really weird. Do you think that being TikTok famous now and like having the platform you do, it like humbles you in a sense with having that presence being like, wow, like this could all be taken away in an instant. Like I'm so thankful. Absolutely. I feel like I think about that 24 seven. Like I know being relevant only lasts so long. And I, I mean, I'm not even relevant right now. Like I wouldn't even consider myself someone who is super relevant or anything like that. But that's what I mean. Like my friend, God bless her. She, she's like never had a job in her life. Like her parents pay for everything. Like she lives a life. And when I first started making like money on TikTok, she was like, Kennedy, like, I really think you should, you should donate all this money you're making. Like, I think it'd make you feel good about yourself. And I was like, and I get where you're coming from, but I'm not at the point right now where I'm just like wiping my ass with money. You know, like I just got my dad to like sign off pretty much on property so I can purchase like a condo and rent it out and do that kind of stuff. I'm like, girl, I pay for my own rent. Like if I go back to school, like I'm paying for my own school, everything that I'm doing right now, it's like, I have to think about my future because I know social media isn't forever. Like I'm very realistic about the fact in like six months from now, it might be pointless. Do you think being on TikTok and now being, having that mentality has made you more independent than you were before? Oh, definitely. I think I had like a mental breakdown and like August, like it was like the lowest point of my life, but it was one of those things where you look back on it and I notice it while I was going through it. I knew I was going through it, but then you look at like all the events that happened in that time period and you're like, girl, you were not okay. Like, are you okay? Like <laughs> that was so bad. Like I dyed my hair read. I dropped out of college. I started reading books because I was just like, what am I doing with my life? I think I was really struggling because I'm still living at home with my parents. I didn't want to go to college, but it was something they wanted me to do. I had already signed a lease to live like right off campus. It was just like this weird power dynamic where it was like, I, I feel like I have too much independence 
but also not enough because I'm literally living at home with my parents under their roof. So I don't know. It was a really strange time period in my life for sure. Now that you have all of this, what do you think is like your biggest thing that you want to take away no matter what? What do you want your legacy to be? I know that kind of sounds a little morbid, but like you have been so motivational <laughs> for other people. I feel like so many people that I've talked to and like if we send your TikToks back and forth, they're like, wow, she like really is inspiring to like just be myself to go after it. What do you want people to remember you? like? I'm telling you, it's so cliche, but like definitely it's luck when it comes to uh, like what I'm doing. I 100% do not think I'm talented or whatever. I got this purely out of luck. I joined TikTok at the right time. Like, but I think being yourself, it's so cliche to be like, oh my God, be yourself. But truly like that's where I found my like the most success for me posting as much as I could post in a day, just being annoying and blowing up the app is like, like what helped me. And so I always tell people like, when they're like, I really want to do what you're doing. I'm like, then do it. Like you realize everyone starts with zero followers. I didn't start with however many followers I have now, you know, like everyone starts at some point and you just need to build it up. And I did get lucky since it was kind of uh, like a point of quarantine where I didn't have to see anybody that I was going to school with, or I didn't have to worry about like, Oh my God, what are people thinking about me? Because everyone mm. was trapped at their four walls all day. So I definitely had like that bit of courage as far as like legacy goes. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I, I feel like I just want everyone to realize that they're capable of so much. I'm going like, to get teary. I talking about it, but like people are capable of so much more than you would ever imagine like if I look back at like myself when I first started doing this and like I remember the person I was dating at the time but I was like oh you're making stupid TikToks and but I was like you're the answering me because you're making stupid TikToks and then this summer whenever things like really turned around for me and like I was making this a career it was like one of those things where it's like damn if I would have listened to anyone tell me that this is like is not realistic or you know your stupid TikToks or anything and I would have stopped making them because of people were sending them back and forth people that I went to high school with whatever people were saying about me behind my back and everything that I was going through made it so worth it in this moment to be able to like do what I'm doing now. So if anyone's struggling with the idea of like getting on camera and being themselves or accomplishing whatever they want to accomplish, like forget about it. Like I promise you the feeling once you reach that goal is so much better than any terrible way those people are ever going to make you feel. And you had so many different opportunities from that. Like you've been able to work with so many amazing brands, White Fox, Steve Madden, like having those codes, like where everyone jokes about, oh, like use my code 50% off. Like <laughs> you get to fucking say that. Yes. Oh my God. Like it, brands that like I, like I remember like at school dances and stuff, always wearing Steve Madden heels. And so when I worked with them, that number one, that was like my biggest brand deal that I had ever done. And it was like, just with a brand that is like very well known. It was crazy to work with them. And then whenever I was in New York fashion week, I went and got lunch with the girls at Steve Madden. And I saw like my pictures like blasted in the Soho store. And I was like, wait a minute, what is going on? Like, this uh -huh. is so great. And it, I feel like it, like no one ever gets used to that. I don't know how people get used to like seeing their face somewhere. It's weird. <laughs> so I want to talk about New York Fashion Week because it is insane the amount of TikTokers that got invited to every oh. event and that got to meet so many different people. You went with Jenna Palak. What was that yeah. like? Did you ever think like your friendship with certain even TikTokers that you met there would blossom if you didn't go to New York Fashion Week? Oh my God. No, absolutely not. I mean, that's like one of those things still that I like laugh at that I even got invited to because it's just like, what am I literally, I am a farm girl, literally grew up working <laughs> farm, like from Western PA. What am I doing here? How did I get here? Um, and then someone like actually wrote an article. I think it was, it was like the New York post or something like that. And I was featured in it. And you know what? They humbled me really quick though. You know, the, the, I think the title of the article was like, nobody's on sitting front front seat on fashion week and I was like you know what true fine to know but and it was like all these different like tiktokers and stuff like that who somehow managed to get invited to New York fashion week but no I never would have thought even like Jenna like, the first time I met her was on such a whim I had just got back from Miami and that was a trip that I like didn't tell my parents about I just kind of was like hey I'm going to Miami and they were like wait a minute what like this is yeah so I was kind of already in trouble for that get back I'm 
for like three days. And then I get a text from Jenna, who I only know from TikTok. That's it. And it's like, hey, would you go to New York with me like tomorrow? I was like, you're literally joking. Like my parents would never like I didn't grow up traveling at the airport, anything like that. So like going there by myself, I was like, I could never do it. Well, she had this guy friend and he was like going to fly us out. No sugar daddy shit. Like, I know it sounds like, <laughs> so sketchy. Like, oh, are, are, he's flying us out. He's paying for dinner, paying for a hotel. But like, I never even like really saw this man. Like the man, the myth legend was like basically MIA all weekend. We had like two dinners with him and that was it. But I almost got my parents like into a, a divorce over going to that trip because my parents, were so, I know I caused so much. Like, my dad was like, if you leave, like, don't come back. Like, this is ridiculous. You're kidnapped. Going like that guy was like sending private drivers to my house in the middle of nowhere to come pick me up. Cause I'm like an hour away from the airport. Strange situation. But like, that was when me and Jenna first met and kind of like bonded. And then after that, it was like, come to Texas and then come to uh, New York Fashion Week with me. And then I just went back to Texas. She actually like paid me to go to one of her events recently. And it was so much fun. And that was like crazy how like life works, I guess. I'm glad you mentioned your parents because obviously like when we were young, because we're like exactly like the same age, this was yeah. not around. So this is very different for people that are older than us to understand. When you really started popping off, what was their initial reaction? Were they just like, oh, okay. Or were they like, maybe we should like capitalize on this? <laughs> My dad at first definitely like didn't even care. Like didn't even really acknowledge it. And I'd be like, I remember like when I hit 10K, I was like, everybody, I hit 10K on TikTok. Everyone was like, what does that mean? And I was like, well, I have a K next to the 10 now. And it's not just <laughs> 9,700. Like this is a big deal. My mom kind of thought it was cool and funny, whatever. And then there were definitely times where like my dad would like randomly be like, you can't do this anymore. Like some of your content is raunchy because definitely my beginning content was a little raunchier than it is now. But like there'd be times where my dad's like, oh my God, you can't be putting that on the internet. Or my mom would be like, Kennedy, please delete that. Like, what are you doing? But my mom was always like super supportive. And my mom kind of, I think, thought that it was just as cool as I did like for the whole time. And then my dad, once like I got managers and like the money aspect started showing because honestly, I really wasn't making money from TikTok up until like seven months ago. So like when I got managers, that's when like my life basically turned upside down. And once that happened, my dad was, oh, okay. So like, this is like, what, what is this? Like, I'm interested in this. And then whenever it was coming to me dropping out of school, like I kept on making jokes, I was going to drop out of school. And my dad was like, no, like you are, that's so funny that you think that. And then it kind of came to the point where like, like I said, like I had this financial like backing behind me where I was like, no, like I'm not going to school. And my parents at this point were like, we can't even tell her no, because she can afford anything she wants to do on her own now. Like if Kennedy wants to move out, she can move out. If Kennedy wants to do this, like, she can do this. Like, I guess we don't really have as much of a say-so as we thought we did. And especially because like, it's so different now because we're so much older. We have like a different head on our shoulders. And I feel like when we were kids, I know my little cousins and like little kids that I know, like they're being exposed to so many more different things than I ever knew. Like my little cousin was like, oh, did you ever smoke weed? I'm like, I didn't even know what weed was till I was in high school. No. Like, how do you even know what that is? Like, <laughs> and telling I think it's so interesting that you were saying like your parents literally at one point were like, we have to just let her do it because this is yeah. like serious at one point. I think so many people think it's a joke and yes you do joke around on the app it's that's you that's your content you are a content creator even like now i struggle with taking it seriously most of my viral videos are me like talking about shit it's kind of hard to like be like oh this is my career path i'm going down like this is my job I'm, i do this for a living like it's so funny to me that i i don't even know that this is like what i'm doing because like after i got managers like you know i mean this is their full-time job too like their money relies on me oh kennedy like, you need to get this up you need to post an instagram picture you need to go shoot today you need to go do this you should really think about hiring a photographer I'm like, dude, I sit in my bedroom and hit record for five seconds. Like, I'm not like this cutesy, like fashion, you know, girl, like I'll, I'll show my outfits or whatever. But like, I am not, I don't even know, like even family friendly aesthetic. Like I'm none of that shit. So the fact that like when I have managers coming in and being like, you should really think about hiring a photographer doing this. I'm like, this is, is this a joke? This is way, this is so serious. This is so beyond my pay grade. Can I ask you now more of a personal question? Yeah. 
How happy are you? Are you the happiest you think you've ever been? Definitely no. I appreciate that you say that. This whole year has been just like a learning lesson for me. I don't know. I feel like there were times where I, I grew up in the age of like watching YouTubers. So I knew this was like definitely a career path people could go down. And I, I always told myself like, oh, if I had followers, like my life would be so easy because I've always wanted to be like famous or do something like my whole entire life. That's all I wanted to do. So it finally started happening to me. Number one, it doesn't feel like anyone's watching me still. Like it doesn't feel like anyone cares about me. It's like, it's weird to read these comments and think that people know me or when I meet people in person and they're like, oh my God, you're from TikTok. It's like, it just like doesn't click that right. real watch me. But I think sometimes it made me feel like more lonely than anything in August. It just felt like I had nobody, like nobody to relate to me or when, you know, when I was struggling with, do I go to school or not? I feel like I had all the people in my life being, yeah, go to school. But it's like, they also aren't doing what I'm doing and they don't see things from my point of view. So I, I don't know. I, I think also like making this my full-time job has also kind of taught me a life lesson and like don't make your hobbies your full-time job mm-hmm. because the times where it's like I just don't enjoy this right now I feel you get like burnt out yes for sure and like everyone says like oh numbers don't mean anything like when it comes to full-time job and you're working with companies that are like well if she had this many more followers maybe we could up the pay this much like it you don't want to say that your worth is in numbers but in this business it, it's kind of hard not to see it that way mm-hmm. so you know when I get super stagnant and I'm not getting followers for a long time as silly as it sounds I'm like oh my god there's like my worth I'm literally nothing anymore who cares about me like <laughs> well I promise you that like I think at the end of the day it's about the person you are and I think because you are so true to yourself and because you are so authentic that's what really does matter like yes obviously you want to get a paycheck because me complimenting <laughs> you or someone else complimenting you isn't gonna you know put a little dent in your uh wallet because it's not doing that to me no either. it means more 100 means more especially to me now like when I kind of went through this phase in August and I started like making real money I was like money doesn't buy happiness and even like my dad at points like when I was going through it was like what's wrong with you like I feel like you have everything you possibly wanted and you're just like so miserable. And I'm like, cause I, I am miserable. Like, I feel like I'm not fulfilled in like certain yeah. areas of my life. Tell me if you agree with this. Do you believe that like it is possible to get everything that you want? No, I feel like my something in my circle is already is like unbalanced. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when I'm doing really well in this aspect of my life, like, you know, if I'm making money and doing this things like then like I don't I lack a relationship or, you know, I just don't feel fulfilled in certain ways. I feel like I've never had it all at one time. And I don't think it's a bad thing to not have it all. And I think so many people put pressure on themselves. Like I see so many girls on TikTok being like, I manifested this life for me. Like, okay, you manifested this moment, not this life, because I can right. promise you rocks are going to be thrown. Yes. <laughs> no, I feel like I don't ever like want anything to be perfect anyways. Cause I feel like then if something's perfect, you're not striding towards anything. Like if I am in this, I'm making my money, you know, or whatever, or I'm not making my money. I want to be motivated to do stuff that is going to make me maybe put money in my bank account. Or if I don't really have a great relationship or something like that, maybe makes me want to take strides to be a better person and maybe attract the right people. So I feel like kind of not having it all is a good thing and it makes you a better person. You really are so much more of like, don't take offenses. You're so much more humble than I expected you to be. I'm going to be honest because even though you're this firecracker and like you have all this energy and this personality, like, you know, like what you are worth and like, you're still learning that. And I think what one of the biggest things about TikTok and people that I've talked to that do do it full time is that they're constantly learning. And like when people are like, no, I'm doing this every day. And like, I'm just blessed. Like, no, you have to learn to be blessed. Oh, for sure. And like, I, I think I've met a lot of people who kind of take this stuff for granted. And it makes me like when I'm around those people be like, oh my God, I hope I never turn into that. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I almost like push down things that I I feel like I was successful with. Like, you know, if I sign a big brand deal, like sometimes like I don't tell anybody about it because I don't want to come across. Like I know there's people out there, like my dad goes to work every day and works a nine to five and works Mm -hmm. his ass off. And like, there's people like me out here that I complain about my life sometimes. And it's like, dude, 
there's people out there working real jobs. Like or it comes to like staying in hotels with this like influencer stuff. You can stay in hotels for free. And then it'll be like, oh, three posts. Like that's asking way too much of me. And I'm like, some people have to pay for this shit. Like this is crazy. This is like a crazy world that I'm like, I don't even know. I feel like it's hard sometimes. There's been times where I thought that like, more so in the beginning of it, like if I could go back to the girl with like 14,000 followers, like she thought she was like hot shit, untouchable. I wish I could be her again though at, at points because she was the most confident, cocky girl I know. Now, I think it's something that I learned to live with is like the confidence thing. I feel like a lot of people do are always like, you're so confident. How are you this way? And it is genuine. But sometimes I think getting all that hate and like rock starting you all the time on the internet, you kind of learn to be like, no, like I love myself. Like I am pretty. I'm sexy. Like, oh, you think I'm ugly? Well, I'm hot. So shut the fuck up. Like that's kind of like the personality that you have to take on. And I feel like in order to like deal with the hate sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I kind of act like super hard on the outside. Like nothing gets to me. And then in the inside, I'm like, Damn. No one knows what your pillow looks like at night. That's the key factor. That's, exactly. It is. It's been a lot. So with that being said, who are the people on TikTok that inspire you most to continue being the content creator that you are? I think out of everybody on social media, like I feel like one person I look up to all the time is like Emma Chamberlain. I just love her. I feel like she is just like so classy and she's just done an amazing job with her platform. On the opposite end of that, it's like Tana Mojo. Like no offense, not that any Tana Mojo. I, like, I was Tana for Halloween. Were you really? Yeah, as I repeated a costume. So I was like canceled just like Tana. Huh? <laughs> As you should, though. I, I love her. And like she she's definitely problematic, but she's someone who like has always kept it interesting throughout mm -hmm. her career. She's never lost being entertaining. And even though she's like not necessarily like living this like humble lifestyle, like Emma Chamberlain is someone who's like worth so much, but has this like kind of humble lifestyle and doesn't really talk about her gains or anything like that. You have Tana Mojo, who's like still somehow seems like a, such a normal person while mm -hmm. also like living this super luxurious life. And I think I look up to her that way is like she's never really lost herself completely. Like she's still like the Tana Mojo from I feel like the beginning just like being when vulgar. she was like the YouTube like frat star almost yes yes literally Indie Blue is just someone I look at it as like she's iconic just because even though like I feel like nowadays it's so easy to just like, gain all these this mass following but sometimes people don't even know who you are like you have this mass following and no one knows who the hell you are her following isn't like Addison Rae or Charlie D'Amelio but she's someone who's like one of the first original influencers she's so iconic and she has built a brand of people love her so much that it doesn't matter if she she only has 400,000 followers on Instagram. So many people love and adore her that like it makes her brand so special. And like people, I don't know, like they just like celebrate her all the time. Like if I wear like a Lonely Ghost sweatshirt, people will tag her and be like, Andy, look, she's wearing like, she just has like such a great group of like, like a fan base pretty much. And like loyal followers, I guess. What's it like when you meet people that are like, oh my God, can you help me so much? I love you. You are my like saving grace. You are my Bible. You never know like what to say when people say that. Cause I'm like, dude, I am literally a nobody. Like I'm such a loser. I get so anxious too. Like when people, like oh my god I love you I'm like oh I literally do nothing I don't know I don't know why I like, do not deserve you guys being this nice to me like I I feel like I always am like self-deprecating when I meet people I mean it's a lot like I'm so normal it's not like I'm living in LA and around all these influencers 24 7 like I get up every day go get coffee like I do nothing that would make me ever feel like a celebrity or feel cool so it's just weird when people like come up to me like kind of fangirl because it's like what do I do to deserve this <laughs> I mean, I think one of the most amazing things that you've done with your platform is that like you've given so many people the confidence to just allow themselves to be themselves. So I appreciate you for doing that. Like, you just have such great things going for you. I know you keep saying that you're a nobody. I'm going to I'm going to say this. So it kind of still goes with you. You're a somebody nobody. I like that, though. I think that's a great way to describe you because like you're just a small town girl, a farm girl yeah. with your cats and your dogs. But at the end of the day, you do have this huge following and you are inspiring and helping people become like the most authentic versions of themselves. Before I let you go, because I know you are one 
busy, busy bee. What else can we expect from you in the future? Where do you want your platform to grow? Well, I have another campaign coming up here pretty soon with Steve Madden and I adore them. So like that like made my 2022, to be honest with you, like knowing that I'm working with them again. I don't know. Like, I just feel like everything kind of comes and goes so quickly in what I'm doing that it's like, I don't even know what is planned for me, to be honest with you. Like I, in three months from now, I might be doing absolutely nothing with my life or who knows, maybe I'll be a pop star or something like that. But <laughs> can you sing? No, no. <laughs> But there's auto-tune. And you know what? I think I have the stage present. That's what always gets me. It's like, I have the stage presence to be like a Hannah Montana type. The voice, no, but like auto-tune exists. I mean, a Netflix original, maybe a reality show. Would you ever do a reality show? Oh, I would love it. I almost did like the circle. I was like making it to like the very last part of stuff, the auditions for the circle. And then I kind of was like, well, I can't really, because they were filming, I think in between August and October. And I was like, well, I like have a leap. No offense. Like, I don't care how much money I'm making. Like, I'm not stupid with my money. I'm just not going to get a leap my paying money for it. The other day, my friend's boyfriend mentioned, he was like, how do you have all this money? Drop a Toyota Corolla. First of all, Toyota Corollas are nice. Okay. And second of all, this Toyota Corolla is laughing all the way to the bank because she will be around 20 years from now. My kids will probably be riding in my Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Right. Uh-huh. So shut up. It's called being smart with your money. Okay. Learn now because I used to be a dumb spender. And then once I had like the littlest bit of money to like spend, like what I, yeah, spend, I've realized like I'm so cheap. I'm so cheap. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You're being sensible. How about that? Yeah. A sensible yes. somebody, nobody. Actually, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love it. Give everybody a little piece of advice, some post grad doozy. I know you didn't go to college, but stuff that you're learning as your 20s because you don't need to have a college degree to get through fucking life. So tell right. everyone what you would tell your younger self. I would say happiness is so important and sometimes you just have to make decisions for you and that's a big thing that I'm learning this year is like living life for me and breaking out of these cages that everyone had put me in with either whether I was going to school or you know when I dyed my hair that was something that everyone told me they loved my blonde hair so I was like fuck this I'm gonna dye my hair just to prove I'll be wrong and I don't know I think that is so important and it's such an important part of like growing up and learning um, is like doing stuff for you. And that was like the best thing I could have done for myself this year. And whether I look back at there's sometimes where I'm like the decisions that I've made for myself, like, yeah, it kind of bit me in the ass here. But at the end of the day, I'm so happy that I can say like in the last six months, I've lived my life for me and nobody else. Well, that is the <laughs> definition of self-care and putting yourself first. I appreciate that beyond belief. And I appreciate you for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you so much. No, I had so now, much fun. If you don't want to go fucking be your most authentic self and be so true to yourself after listening to what she had to say, then I think you need to re-listen to this episode. I cannot thank her enough for not only being so open and honest with what she does and her platform and how she thinks of herself, for always staying true and encouraging everyone else that you have to make yourself happy and put yourself first no matter what. It's not selfish as long as you are at the end of the day putting your head on your pillow with a smile on your face. Doesn't have to be every single day, but most days, then you are doing something right. So thanks, Ken. But you guys, that is it for today's episode. I am super excited for the next coming weeks, especially because the year is ending. The holidays are right around the corner. I just, there's so much to do in so little time, but you guys are truly in for such a treat for the end of the year. I cannot express my gratitude for you all enough. Make sure that you continue to follow me on Instagram at JappyJaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, and continue to stay subscribed, reviewing, rating, liking, and making sure that notification bell is on so you're notified every single time I upload a brand new spanking episode on Spotify or Apple, which is all linked in the episode description below. You guys are seriously the best. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week and weekend, and I will see you all next Thursday.